Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. What's going on, Jake? Man, not a whole terrible lot. Wow, we're here for the very first of many, I hope, podcasts. I hope. I like how you threw that in. This is well, the beginning of a new era. This is something that has been in the works for quite a while. We've talked about it. Uh, for, I don't know if I'm going to say era. I don't know. I don't even know what the definition of era is. But Does it have a length on it? No. I mean, no. either way, this, is, this has been something we've been discussing amongst ourselves with a few other folks for, yeah. what, a year? Probably. Maybe a little more? Yeah. We've entertained, you know, I think it kind of transpired through probably our our Delta chapter wanting to promote it and led into some videos that we made and doing some pretty off-the-wall things through um, some stuff we did last year. But I uh, I think we caught on to the idea pretty well. I think you could take it back further than that. I think this started at the duck camp at Shawboroughs years ago around a bonfire. Probably it was a lot started around a bonfire. <laughs> the uh, the stories, the the oh, discussions, man. the what's going on here? How do we fix that there? What do you you know that that started back years ago? Yeah, and that's how the that's how the Delta chapter came out. I mean, sitting around sitting around that fire right there at Shaw Bros and saying, hey, let's kick this idea around and you know look what it's we're in our sixth year sixth year of that. And so, yeah, everybody, we just kind of wanted to put this together. And, you know, like we said in the intro, we're going to combine some country living, the great outdoors, and probably a little bit of everything in between. Yeah, I think we're going, we we should cover, I know just the people that we've talked to that we have lined up to interview. Yeah. We're covering a, a pretty broad spectrum of topics from hunting to fishing to a little bit of cooking to yeah you know we, we've got a lot of a lot of neat things we want to cover with this show and take it in a different direction yeah and hopefully hopefully when people hear it i mean they'll they'll think of a story or something they want to contact us on and anything you can come up with if you say man i got a i got a 10 minute story y'all y'all need to hear hey call us up shoot us an email shoot us a text well one way they can do that you know, we've got a Facebook page started. Right. We've got an Instagram page started. Yep. If you will go on there, share it, and like it with your friends, anything y'all want to discuss, whether it's something local or something statewide or something national, if it's if it's something we can find somebody that will take time to talk to us about and talk to us about with a little knowledge, yeah, uh, that's not a problem. And like Jeremy said, if you've got a if you've got an outstanding story that you just think we need to have on there give us a ring uh we'll 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 listen to them and if if we can get it on there we'll possibly get it on there as quickly as we can i even had a preacher contact me and said if we wanted a preacher on here let us know he did he yeah. told us he would be our rough and rowdy one didn't he? <laughs> that's what i got out of it <laughs> and, and from knowing the guy a little bit of what i know about him i think he, he i think that was a pretty accurate statement he made i think it'd be quite entertaining yeah oh that dude yeah we, we ain't going to reveal it because I think it'll be good we can get him on here. Well, and another thing that we've talked about, uh, trying to hit some of our local things, what's going yeah. on in the community, 
you know, some of the events coming up, you know, there's a lot that goes on in our area and other areas that are beneficial for, for hunting and for outdoors and for kids getting them involved and yeah. different aspects that we can bring, bring maybe a little light to and get more people involved in. Yeah. And that's, I mean, in today's age, I think that's important, you know, kind of like we've carried on with our kids event. I mean, you know, that was our mission from the, from the very get go with our, with our Delta chapter is to get kids involved, have a free day, something fun, and hopefully they get something out of it. I mean, we've included several different groups with us. You know, yeah, wildlife we've got fisheries come 11 out there. different groups. Absolutely. You know, went from 70-something kids, I think, the first year to a little over 200 kids yep. last year. So, I mean, it's it's yep. grown every year. But, you know, if you just look in our area, over the next month, next couple of weeks, we've got our sixth banquet yep. coming up. Uh, Scenic Rivers uh, is a marketing entity here in this area. They have their bow shoot, and I'm not sure which one it is, but there's it's probably yeah, it's their fourth be, or fifth one. Yeah, I think so. Being Liberty, we've got the one of the largest outdoor shows probably in the South up there at Jackson the Wildlife Expo coming up there. Got one in Brookhaven that's coming up, and yeah, I talked to him the other day. We need to get a little more information. Probably get him on here. It's a uh, it's a lot of stuff going on just in this area, but. While we're talking about this area, let's let everybody know kind of kind of our background, where we come from. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off, Jake? Tell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, at 42 years old, I was born and raised here in Liberty, Mississippi. Uh, Liberty, Mississippi. Liberty, Mississippi. Home of Jerry Clower. Yeah, it is. Right down the road. At one time, it was home of Lynch Turkey Calls. Yeah. But yeah. being born and raised here, grew up on a cattle farm, spent most of my time outdoors. You know, some of the earliest memories I've ever had, I can remember, you know, feeding livestock, feeding hunting dogs, spending time outside, whether we were hunting or fishing or playing ball, always something to do with the outdoors. Yep. Just trying to, and, and after moving, you know, graduating high school, going through college, you know, graduated from Mississippi State in forestry, which is nothing but the outdoors. Yeah. Uh, timber market was prime at that time but had another job opportunity that paid a little more and allowed a little bit more flexibility and freedom traveled for a while worked around wound up living in texas for about six years before i finally found something where i could come home uh, it was always good to come home by coming home was able to develop some relationships because there's there's a few more than just a few years between us so yeah you know we we got together uh the, the group that we hunted with, a very dynamic group. To say the least. You could say a mixture of personalities. <laughs> yeah. uh, but always a good time to be had by all. And now raising a family here, having three small children, trying to get them into hunting and fishing and spending time outside. You know, son likes to shoot ski. Uh, Luke and Cameron both got their first turkey this year, which was... Yep had to be the highlight of my turkey season. I've told people this already that this may have not been my most successful turkey season. I've limited out in more states, had better, you hey, know. You and I killed one together. We did. Year. We you did. You came with me, and uh, when I killed that turkey behind mom and dad's this year, I was I was having a little bit of trouble with him, and, and uh, I was going in the mornings and then called you. I said, look, 
we need them decoys. I need you to come down here, bring the camera. We're going to get something today. And I had that lucky rabbit foot in my back pocket, that's too. It. You've been toting around all year with everybody else. I mean, you was helping everybody else out. You didn't have all the luck. You were you were, uh, you were, were letting everybody else kill them. You were the tag-along is what you were this year. The tag-along. That's it. Okay. Uh, in most of those cases, I think I was a guide, but tag-along works good, too. Well, I don't guess I was too good a guide with you because it, it didn't work out. It, uh, well, it actually took us longer to walk in than it oh, did God. to actually kill the turkey. It was one of those where, uh, no, oh, I, hold, 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 let's save this. Let's save this. Uh, yeah, we can we yeah. can add this onto a podcast later. Yeah, you're right. But no, it's uh, that that's just a little bit about me. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Man, I'm I'm similar to you and. Um, you know, I, I grew up here in Amick County myself, uh, kind of born and raised in the, in the western central part of the county, uh, metropolis area, Busy Corner. I'm sure I'm sure maybe a few people know where Busy Corner is. but I know where Busy Corner is, but I did not know that you were born and raised in Busy I Corner. Was. I was. I guess I lived there. Oh, I'm 31 now. I think I lived there until I was about eight. Eight or nine years old, and then we moved up to Smithdale when we we got that property up there. Mom and Dad built that house, but you know I've been I've been right here in Amick County pretty much my my entire life. I, I graduated here in, in Liberty, and uh, after that went to college and uh, went went to Southwest Community College there, and thought that I wanted to pursue a career in nursing, and started that, and just decided as I went through it that really wasn't something that. That I want to do. I knew I was all. I, I was going to grow up to be a people person in some way, shape, or form. I wanted to care for people, but really, wasn't my thing. I just, I just didn't have a real strong feeling that that, that was what I was led to do the rest of my career. So, um, opted out of that and and actually did some forestry work for for a couple of years. My dad, you know, he's he's been a he he's been in the woods all his life, fooling with timber and all that, and. Um, Kind of just fell into the oil field, actually, and I've been with that for the last seven and a half, going on eight years, and uh, and love love what I do. I, I get opportunity to, to do a decent amount of traveling around and and been with the same company my whole oil field career. But you know, I'm kind of in the in the safety realm there, still still looking out for people and doing what I can to to keep people safe in it. And um, so you know, I'm I'm. I'm in your shoes. I'm trying to raise a young family right now, and my kids are both of them now getting kicked off to school. But you know, I was I was pretty much an, an outdoors kid. Always, you know, took upon myself to figure something out and hunt and fish. And you know, I had my my dad was he was an outdoors guy. Got me in the got me into hunting and fishing. And and my grandpa, um, he he had a you know he. He run fox hounds and coon hounds and don't get to remember a whole lot of that time in my life. But, you know, I, I feel like it's in my blood. And, and then as I got older, you know, I had a couple couple buddies, and we'll probably have them on the podcast. Probably we'll talk about the early times of my duck hunting. But they introduced me into, into duck hunting, into my, well, I guess, my later teen years, really, really duck hunting. Um, but I made my way up to Mississippi Delta and with them. And man, I tell you, once uh, once I got a little bit of little taste of that, I've 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 ruined. <laughs> I was ruined to say the least. And uh, that's whenever that's when we got Shaw Bros together and, and our hunting camp up there, and and uh, 
if I remember correctly, one of our our special friends, I guess we're going to call him, brought you up there one weekend, and then, uh, hey, we've been, we've been running together ever since. That's right. He and, called uh, and said y'all had an opening in the camp yeah. and wanted to know if I wanted in and told him at the time I didn't really have a whole lot going. I said, sure, you know, sign me up. We had duck hunted in college. I, I really didn't get into duck hunting until I was in college. Some guys I knew were from the Delta, yeah, and they had access to some really nice places and public land, but I got an invite to come shoot. Man, I couldn't call. I didn't. I didn't know how a decoy spread was supposed to set up. I didn't know where you were supposed to hide. Didn't know about wind. Didn't know about sun. Didn't know about much of anything. But they did. So I loaded up and went. It didn't take long for me to realize that I was welcome as long as I was a real good pack mule. Funny how that works out. Sometimes. It worked. Look, <laughs> strong back, weak mind. I've been that way most of my life. So I found my niche, which yeah. worked real well. But when when I got invited to come in with y'all, that was a that was a different experience altogether. Uh, deer hunting, turkey hunting, fishing. You know, those were always the big three in this area. Yeah. You know, if you were if you were white perch fishing or you were hand grabbing or running trot lines or turkey hunting or deer hunting, you know, duck hunting really, unless you were shooting some wood ducks off the creek in the back, it really I wasn't see. a whole lot to do with duck hunting. So that, that, That's what I knew about duck hunting when I was younger. You know, uh, maybe Amit River, you know, cow pond, shooting, shooting a few wood ducks, something off that may come in, but... You know, far as the extent of duck hunting, that's kind of, that's kind of all I knew about. Like I had, I had my one grandfather. You know, he was a, he, he was, a, he was a hound guy. He, he had fox hounds, coon hound, and that old. I rode by there through East Fork the other day. Me and the, me and the boys were riding the ranger around. It was remnants of that old, that old, uh, old um, dog pen still sitting right there at the corner of, of Shaw Road across the road from Momo and Papa's old house. But I had my 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 other grandfather. He was a uh, he was a fisherman, and uh, I tell you what, I think through the years, he ain't gonna tell how many books he bought me on fishing. I don't know if that was, he was trying to, maybe my fishing skills wasn't quite up to his or not, but <laughs> he, I remember him buying me you, books. You think that might have been a hint back maybe then? Maybe like, son, son, take, you know, read this a little bit, but man, I remember going on trips with him when I was a kid, and um, and we would... We'd go fishing, and man, I thought that was the greatest times of my life. And you just don't realize, you know, as you get older and you look back at those times, how how much you can cherish, you know, just a just a, a two hour fishing trip, go to Percy Quinn Lake, hop in a boat, go out there, catch a couple fish, and and uh, man, that was that was some good times. And and both of my grandfathers have passed on, but. I, I'm one of them. I, I wasn't around a whole lot. He, he he passed away earlier in my life, but it was it's a bunch of things that I keep in my mind that I I cherish from them. You know, and I, I think a lot of people have that thing they carry on to. Do you have? I asked this already knowing my answer. Do you have one of those things that when you see it, it automatically takes you back? Yeah. What would it be? Well. I was fortunate enough. My grandfather that I, that I fished with, somebody he's my he's my mom's dad. He um, I got his boat, and uh, as far as I remember, it's the same boat he always had. But um, 
when, when he passed away, my grandmother kind of offered it to me. And I took it, and it's not in great condition because it's it sat there for several years. But I can just look at it, and I can think of, you know, pulling old slimy catfish over the side of it and sitting there for 30 minutes at the boat ramp while he's trying to crank the motor. And I'm sitting there looking around and wondering if I'm going to fish today or not while he's trying to crank the motor. And, you know, it's just it's things like that that I'll just look at that boat every once in a while, and, and memories just pop in my mind. You know, it's just... It's funny how thing. And the other day when me and the boys were riding down through there, and and I seen them old uh, old hound pens at uh, Pawpaws, and wishing that I was a little bit older, you know, as he got later in life, that I was I was able to go because I I remember them going hunting at you know dark thirty, and there I was, you know, a young kid having to go to bed. I remember them striking out, and was, you know, I was probably crying, wishing I could go with them. But I was, you know, I understand now with my little one, I knew I was too young to go on an adventure like that but uh it's just thing like that man just just sticks with you and well what about you what let, let me go a completely different direction all right come on this year on a turkey hunt i hunted bird didn't want to act right so i come out and said i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a little bit of breather i'm gonna come around on the other side of the place I ran up to the gas station there got me something to drink got me a little bit of a snack and as i'm walking down the little road looking there's a can of sardines Mustard sardines. <laughs> I took a picture and sent it to my little brother and said, who does this remind you of? And he automatically said back, knew. that's Uncle Tom. <laughs> Do you know how many cans of those things we ate growing up with uh, crackers? Thought that was a delicacy. Oh, my mama <laughs> would fuss that we stunk so bad, but I'm telling you, I can see a can and I oh, automatically yeah. transfer back to childhood. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's just automatic, and I have not been able to force myself to buy a can and see if I could really relive the old days. You may not want to relive it quite that well. Well, no, and I was going into the woods by myself and decided I didn't really want to get sick in there in case it didn't work out the way it used to. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can I can see a can, and I can remember, you know, you were talking about your grandfather's getting you into hunting. My Both of my grandfathers were gone when I was little, yeah. and... My daddy worked overseas, and he really wasn't the biggest hunter. It really wasn't his thing. Now, we had we had hunting dogs. Man, we had probably 50 beagles at the house at one time when I was growing up. Wow. And I remember that being, it was a blast. Man, we used to go, and we'd sit run dogs with folks, and everybody had CBs, and everybody had their stuff ready, and it'd be 40 of you spread out in different places, and uh -huh. they'd run dogs. And to this day, it's still a miracle that no one ever got shot. Yeah. But that being said, Daddy's thing was Daddy would leave and go overseas. Well, Daddy would be gone for two weeks, three weeks, a month, month and a half, or whatever his hitch was. And Daddy would tell everybody, hey, come get a dog if you need one. Yeah. Well, no one ever come got one dog. Everybody <laughs> came and got five dogs. <laughs> and they would bring two back. <laughs> so that was back before... Any of you young listeners, that was way before a cell phone was ever thought of. So you'd be sitting at the house at night, and the landline would ring. Well, probably several of them young listeners didn't even know what you said earlier, CB radio. Oh, that's some that, 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 <laughs> that breaking technology there. Yeah. That's a, a, a look. Uh -huh. that, that is one of those things that will stand the test of time. Had the tennis ball on the whip antenna so it wouldn't, it wouldn't break out to the third brake light up there on top of the truck when you slammed on brakes. Well, that was only because it was 18 foot long when you <laughs> had that right. whip on it. But, 
you know, we, we would hunt that way and do, but the rest of it, Daddy really didn't have any attraction for. We had a yeah. pond down there at the farm, and if you wanted to go catch catfish, it was a prime place to go. We would ease down there. We we got booted out in the mornings. When we got old enough to have a babysitter come with stay at the house, Yeah, you know, 12, 13, something like that, we weren't old enough to stay by ourselves just yet, but we were we were big enough for somebody to come and kind of tend to us. Yeah. We would get run out of the house in the morning when Mama left for work, and about lunchtime, lady would walk out there and she'd ring a bell. We had a triangle on the porch, and I know everybody thinks that's funny, but it's still hanging there today. <laughs> and she'd come out there and hit on the triangle, and we'd come running up out of the woods or off the pond, wherever we were at, or fooling with the cows or horses or whatever we were fiddling with. Mm-hmm. Come up, eat our lunch, and then back off we went again. Yeah. I mean, that was just the way it was. I mean, we were camping oh, out. There was something going on all the time. When we got a swimming pool, we were in high cotton. I mean, See, we I, were, never, I never had that. Ooh, man. Amen River. No, we did that, too. I, mean, I remember my momo. We sunk a mini watermelon off in a swim hole. Yeah. Well, I remember my momo. I stayed with her a lot, my dad's mom. And uh, I stayed with her a lot. And I remember going down there to the East Fort Bridge. And uh, and I, I remember getting off right there at the edge of the edge of the road. And it wasn't just me. I usually wasn't alone. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a only child, but I'd get in there and pull along. Here comes a little car. Door would open. It'd be two or three kids to get out. They'd swim with all the little community swimming. Well, that, so that was my swimming pool. Well, we got a we had a swimming pool, but um, you know we were talking about who who really kind of got you into hunting. Yeah, I had some uncles that were just diehard. Some of the guys I went to school with were diehard. So it wasn't, it, it was still a lot of family, a lot of family and friends. But I can remember going and hanging out with a buddy and his family was, I mean, they were hunting and fishing all the time. And we would set up and shoot turtles or, you mm. know, there was something, we'd shoot bows for hours. Man, I can't tell you how many times as a chap we spent all day long shooting bows from 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. And not with the same equipment we have now. No, my bow looks like something out of a, you know, space alien sci-fi movie compared to what we used to. Use. I, I had a big browning bear, that old bear. Yeah, and it thwanged louder when you let it go than it did anything else. Usually, the the thwack off the string would get to the animal way before the arrow did. Uh, anything over thirty yards, you were you were putting some elevation on it. I mean, it, it wasn't rainbow a, it in there. But my uncles were just phenomenal. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and like we say, when we're when we're doing things as a group, we're always trying to involve kids. And folks, y'all y'all keep this in mind. It doesn't matter who you are. If you can influence something in a child's life, man, where you're coaching or you're just taking and spending some time doing something with one, they're going to remember it when they get older. If all of you think back, there's somebody that you can think of and point to that go, you know, that man or that lady, they made a, a solid impact in my life, hopefully in a positive way, hopefully not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the same thing here. Talking about bow hunting, though, I didn't even, uh, that's one thing I never done whenever I was growing. I didn't get into bow hunting until, man, I think I was in my, 20s early 20s i think bow hunting my daddy you know he wasn't much of a hunter i don't think i ever got in a deer stand till i was probably about 16 years old because daddy didn't own one but pickup truck oh no we were building stands and we like hunted, i said we were running dogs at early we ages. hunted off the ground 
And uh, But we had to do that pretty early because after it got about, I guess, below 50 degrees, Daddy was freezing to death. <laughs> so hence, hence the pickup truck idea. So whenever I was growing up, you know, whenever I hunted with Daddy, we're going to ease to over there in the field, back the truck up at the edge of the field, and he's going to give me the, the field side window. And um, and that, that was going to be my hunting stand. But That's a mobile iron deer stand is what that was always called. But you know... I killed some deer out of that window. Man, you'd be surprised how good you can prop up right there on that uh that side mirror right there. All done within proper shooting time. Absolutely. Absolutely. None of that extracurricular. No. The uh Man, we followed around. We did we did different things. Uh turkey hunting. When when did you first go on your first turkey hunt? I was young. I remember I remember Daddy, um Actually, I may have, well, I think it was with Daddy, but Rusty, you know Rusty, mm-hmm. my uncle, Daddy's little brother. Me and him were, me and him pretty close, and they a lot closer than Daddy and Rusty. They're pretty good, they're several years apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, so me and Rusty, he was kind of like my older brother. And man, I remember Rusty had a slew of Lynch turkey calls. We talked about that, you know, them being from Liberty. And I thought those were the coolest things ever. I still, the, the I, turkey. I still think they're pretty cool. Yeah, I do too. The turkey that we killed behind the house. I talked about that Lynch jet. Yep, that, I, jet that, was, that was one of Rusty's old turkey calls. But I can't remember if, if either I went with Rusty or Daddy first. But, man, I remember going turkey hunting when I was a kid. And uh, Daddy always enjoyed turkey hunting. And, you know, weather's a little bit warmer. He ain't he can get out of the truck. And um, I turkey hunted when I, when I was pretty young. And um, one thing I do remember... Um, I guess I was probably eight or nine, and I had a, I'd had a, been using a single shot four ten, and uh, I I think I'd mentioned to Daddy about a new shotgun, and for whatever reason I really had never to this day asked Daddy why he did it. He thought it would be a great idea to buy me a single shot twelve gauge. I bet that thing kicked like a mule. So when I got it, you know it was Christmas time. Daddy, we got to go shoot this. We got to go kill something with this thing. All right, let's go squirrel hunt. We'll ease down there at East Fork on the river, and we're going to go squirrel hunt. Sure enough, we wasn't there 15 minutes. There's old cat squirrel sitting right up there in the very top of Oak Tree. So Daddy gets me positioned down there. He said, all right, put it on him up there. I had that 12-gauge about pointed straight up. I eased that hammer back. Boom! I don't know what fell harder, me or the squirrel. I was going to ask which one dropped the quickest, you or the we squirrel. We both did. And uh, I don't really know what, I don't know what my reaction was. I can imagine what my reaction was. I was, you know, I don't remember exactly, but I remember the event, the, the, the outcome. You know, I don't think I really touched that gun for about another two years. I told Daddy, that 410 shoots, I, 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 I learned to like that 410 again. And, uh had a pretty similar i don't know if any of y'all out there listening you know have any family that really loves to have fun with pranks <laughs> one of my cousins got a hook to a double barrel 12 gauge with the hammers on it and he told me he said look the way to shoot this thing is you've got to pull both hammers back and then squeeze both triggers at the same time to make it shoot oh yeah well they said Oh, five-gallon bucket. I never will forget it. We were outside the old dairy barn area there. And they set it up, and then they got back a pretty good distance. And I 
it didn't take long to figure out why they got back a pretty good distance, but they they conned me into I think some three inch buck shots. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they even carry a three and a half at that time. But you say a twelve or a twenty? Twelve. Oh. And I cocked both of those things back, and I couldn't have been more than 12, 13 at the most. And when I squeezed both triggers off, a little while later when I woke up, <laughs> they were still thoroughly having a good time laughing at me. The smoke was still billowing a little bit, and I was laying flat on the ground. It didn't just kick me. It just about knocked my shoulder out of joint. But You wondered what end it shot out of? <laughs> yeah, and I, to this day, I have really thought more than once about trying to find that gun or something similar and doing it to someone else, but I've yet to, I I've yet to ever be quite that mean I to anybody. I wouldn't have bet a 12-year-old Jacob Foley probably wasn't a lot of meat on his bones either. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I think I graduated high school at 165, so uh, no, it wasn't a whole lot of meat on a 12. Oh, uh, man. And let me tell you, that 12 kicked the other 12's rear end. I can imagine. It, uh, it 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 taught me a lesson real quick. First off, not to believe a stinking thing them suckers said. Because, I mean, <laughs> they, they taught me a real quick lesson. Uh, you know, first deer I killed. Most people get a little bit of, little bit of blood wiped on you, and that's, that's yeah. called your Christmas. Mine decided to take a bucket, and basically they dumped the entire bucket on top of me, and then I had to run around the field for a little while. So by the time you get back, you completely crusted over. Whew. The smell was really nice, but that by that time you don't notice it. You ever been in a chicken house? Yeah. When you first walk in a chicken house, the smell hits. Hits you like it. And yeah. five minutes later, you don't even notice it anymore. No, you're adapted to it. Something, something. There's a switch somewhere that. Hits. I don't know if you get used to it or your senses just cut off. Of. I don't know, I don't but don't I can know. tell you this: two hours later, you can you're back smelling it again. Yeah. But no, they. Uh, they they had a lot of fun with us over the years. Man, some of the some of the earliest memories I can between our house and my Papa Jean's house was three quarters of a mile of woods. Yeah. And Pops had a big old pond that sat right there before you got to Papa Jean's place. Mike and I could run across, we'd stop, we left fishing poles laid right there every time. We'd stop and fish. And if we caught a good fish, we could bring it up there and Aunt Mary would cook it for us. She'd go ahead and clean it right then. You caught a two or three pound bass, she'd fillet it out, you she'd do it up. <laughs> yes, sir. Within within 30 minutes, she had it frying ready for you to go. Come on. You want to talk about some of the best breakfast? But that's, when you grow up in a country, that's the kind of memories you have, or the ones I have. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, I don't know if anybody would let kids run three-quarters of a mile off through the woods probably not and go to somebody else's you house. know i think i think of times like that we uh we lived in in busy corner i remember heck i had a i had a dirt bike and i had a four-wheeler by the time i was oh gosh five years old six years old and you raced motorbikes for a little while didn't i you? did well daddy daddy did it when i was a kid I, when i was when i was you know daddy did it well before i came along and then um, early years of my life, I remember. I remember Daddy still racing, so I was I was always kind of involved in the, I guess power sports kind of world. But still, still am today. Both of my boys, they have dirt bikes, and um, but I remember then, you know, six, seven years old, I had my foil, and I would get on, and there was there, there was a pond back there behind our house in Busy Corner. It was probably, I'd say a half, three quarter mile back there. And I remember getting on my folder, and I'd ride back there and go fishing. 
And Lord, in just my my mind now, if my youngins took off three quarter mile and just went fishing, I'd sit there and worry the heck out of myself. But it's just a mine jump in the buggy and ride down to the pond down here below the house. But I can sit on the porch and watch them. Yeah. So if hopefully the worst thing they can do is somebody get a hook. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll hear them squeal or scream. Right. Uh, you know. Not a whole lot of snakes ever been seen down there. Now, there may be some cows down there. Now, I have heard both <laughs> girls squeal and jump in the buggy. Because cow look at them wrong? <laughs> no, nah, a cow decided to enter pond right there where they're oh, fishing at. Yeah. You know, you got a you got 1,100-pound cow or one of those 1,600, 1,700-pound bulls decide to start barreling off up through there or come to the buggy looking for food. Yeah. Because we, we feed out the buggy all the time, uh-huh. so when they tootle down there, it, the fishing trips don't normally last long. Yeah. But the, the buggy riding, but see, we were never allowed a buggy. Four-wheeler, three-wheeler. Back in my day, would have been a three-wheeler. You had one? No. No? No. Mama decided real quick. She put the quahitas to that. My younger brother and I, and, and I'm not going to blame it on him as much as I, but <laughs> Mama saw the writing on the wall real fast, and with as much bob wire as we had around the place, she knew that one of us was going to be wrapped up in it yeah. on the bike because... Look, I can remember, I got out of high school, got into college, and I bought a dirt bike. I brought it from Ellisville, Mississippi, where I was going to Jones Junior College over there in Forestry School. Mm-hmm. I brought it, loaded it up. I couldn't have been any more proud. It was one of my first big boy purchases. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all have things we buy with little oh, paychecks yeah. and stuff. Oh, this yeah. was my big boy purchase. Yeah. I unloaded that thing at the house, and I popped me a wheelie and went about three-quarters away across about a 25-acre field. Did a donut, spun out real quick. I popped a wheelie all the way back up to the house. When I got there, Mama told me to go ahead and load that dead gum thing up and don't ever let it off on her property again. And I didn't. That was that was look, what Mama said was lost. You could so ride that, it, but you wasn't going to ride it I there. I wasn't going to ride it there. Uh, had a many a story with that thing. Oh, I know. I mean, whenever I was, I, like I said before, I stayed with my grandma a lot during the summer because she she was retired and um you know it, fairly retired fairly young, and uh so daddy would you know drop me off there and heck I may would stay all week or, or whatever while him and mama was working and, and I was out of school during the summer, but he'd bring my folder, he'd bring my dirt bike, and uh man I'd stay at mama's house ride for hours all day and. And uh, it's just a, it's just a little bit. It's a different world that, the, that kids grow up now. Not, not saying it's all bad. Cause I don't think it's bad. A lot of, a lot of the media and a lot of people make it out to be. It's just different. But uh, well, it depends on where you live. It does. You know, I mean, we're still, we're still in an area that's a little slower paced. Yep. Uh, it's not quite as, you know, we're one of the last areas that kind of gets a little bit of some of the stuff. You know, when I lived in North Texas. That was a hundred and something thousand population town. Mm-hmm. A lot of different things up there that we don't have down here. Oh, for you sure. Know, from from restaurants to to outdoor activities, but one of the things that was harder to find up there was a place to hunt. Yeah. You didn't have public land really yeah. available up there, so y- you had to make friends or had to get a lease or had to do something different. But yep. you know, going back to motorized vehicles, I've got you a story. Uh, we didn't have a motorized vehicle other than a tractor, hmm. tractor or truck. If you needed to use something, I mean, we, we first time I ever drove a pickup truck, I can't tell you how old I was, but I wasn't very old. We had horses and we had the donkey. 
<laughs> I say the donkey because we had a saddle broke donkey that was named Mr. T. And he was just about as mean and ornery as a cuss as you could get. <laughs> Your donkey's got old backbone. And a, a pony saddle, Shetland pony saddle, just don't fit quite so well on him. So you had to cinch it up. You had to get you. You, you had to mold it to him. You did. <laughs> and you needed to make sure that he didn't puff up on you yep. when you went to put it on. So you, right. had to, you had to try to knock as much wind out of him uh, as you could or catch him in between breaths and, and tighten it up. And when you're, when you're 10 or 11, you don't really have a whole lot of strength to do a whole lot of cinching. So we would get started riding on Mr. T, and he'd take off, and the old donkey's got that little old hoppity gait. Yeah. And he'd take off, and he'd be bouncing across there, and you'd see one of us lean to the left <laughs> and one lean to the right. And we had it down to a science where if Mike and I were both riding on him, one would lean one way and one would lean the other, and we could balance it out a little bit. Yeah. But his biggest thing was he loved dog food. The donkey did. The donkey did. At some point, he realized that there was a dog feeder on the back porch at Mama's house. Uh-uh, he did. And every time he could figure out how to get out of that gate, you didn't have to worry about catching him. All you had to do was walk around the back porch because he was back there eating dog food. If there was <laughs> any back there, you would hear him back there. You could hear that metal tin back there shaking. But we rode that thing. I, I would hate to know how many miles because there was a park right there next to Mama Daddy's place. We had yeah. an aunt, uh, a grandpa on one side and a great aunt down below us, and nobody cared if we rode around. Yeah. So we covered a thousand acres easy just riding around on that poor donkey. Yep. And he would, he would ride, you could ride him for a good hour, and then he was so darn stubborn, he'd stop, then you'd drag him for about 20 minutes. <laughs> then you'd ride him again, and he'd stop, and you'd drag him a little bit. But yeah, just some of the things that we... Could you hunt off of him? No, no, don't you, dare, no don't you dare shoot off of him. Come we, on. We did tried. you try it? You tried it? We, yeah, of course we did. Uh, <laughs> Bright was probably not a word used a lot when we were little uh, when it came to people discussing us sometimes, uh, especially myself. No, that probably wasn't in the description. Huh. Uh, smart would have had an extra word attached to it. I understand, uh, yeah. But, yeah, we, we decided we were going to try to see if we couldn't kill a deer off of him one time. My grandpa's place over there, Pops's place over to the side, they had – planted some pine trees and it had gotten up and you really couldn't walk through it very well but it was like you know what we can ride that donkey through there that'll put us right there at the same height with the deer <laughs> i think it took us about two hours to catch him after we shot come on and needless to say we did not hit the deer but now at that time we had the proper setup we had one of the john wayne 30 30 lever actions open sights and that's what we you were, were playing the part we were i mean we grew up <laughs> watching john wayne movies. yeah Tell me this. Now, when you were growing up, I know when I did, we had three channels, two, three, and nine, and you had an antenna on the back porch with a pipe wrench on it. Mama would holler, all right, turn it. Ho, ho, too far, go back. Too yeah, far, yeah, go been, back. Yeah, I remember that. Well, see, we had we had one of us at the door and one of us on the pipe wrench, uh -huh. and you would you would move it as you needed to, depending yep. on which way you wanted. When we got that clicky thing that went on the TV, uh -huh. I don't remember, remember what yep. that thing was called, but the little motorized clicker there. Pop, 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 pop. Yep, it yeah. do the tick, 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 tick. Uh -huh. Look, when we were little, we were the remote control. Yeah, you had to get it. All right, change that channel. You yeah. Look, I, I swear I think Mom and Daddy, that was probably their favorite thing was to make sure that we got up. But it wasn't but three stations, so it wasn't like you were going far. Yeah, you wasn't going no. from zero to 400. And we pretty well, you got to watch cartoons on Saturday morning. 
Yeah. And you watch the weather and you watch the news. And other than that, I don't That's remember wrap it a whole up. lot. Uh, you know, as we got older, we got to see some, some you know, we watched Urkel and uh, Family Times and whatever else, all that other world. Full House was one that Mama yeah. and them. But, you know, shows were cleaner back then than they are now. Oh, so, yeah. you know, we got to watch some of that. Look, when we got the first Nintendo, but now you have to remember that old TV. You know, I'm, I'm looking, we've got a, 50-inch screen, flat screen over here that you can pick up one hand. One hand. We had like a 36 that it took two grown men because it was just as deep as it was. And you better set it on something solid. Yeah, you didn't want to set it on anything. Really. No, it'll collapidate it quick. Collapidate? Yeah. I liked it. You like it? I liked it. Did y'all ever go on any trips when you were young? Because I remember, like I said, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and... As we, you know, summer trips and all that, because mom and daddy, both of them held full-time jobs. And I remember um, my grandma, after after my grandpa passed away, she remarried. And uh, I remember my, my step-grandpa, my grandma, Rusty would come along when he was, as he was younger. We always went up to Oklahoma. And my step-grandpa had some, had some people up there that he knew, because he was a big coon hunter. He was he was a big coon hunter, and uh, I remember I, I I remember going with him some when I was younger with him, and um, so I remember going up to Oklahoma. And I cannot remember the exact town or anything like that, but we would go up there, and I think it was Mister Lloyd's house, I believe. Him and his wife, we'd go up there stay two or three days, and I guess I was probably seven, eight, nine years old. You're talking about that that you donkey is what uh what kind of made me think of, but that's what they hunted off of. They went coon hunting on uh on donkeys, mules, whatever it was, and uh, of course I got left it on. Still wasn't old enough to go on that, but I got a little bit more involved with it. And uh, but they'd go up to a barbed wire fence. That old that old mule or donkey or whatever it was, he never would bat an eye. Boop, right over. It. Really. And uh and they they would coon hunt off of uh off him off him mules. And uh, I remember going up there with that. Man, we traveled all over the place. I remember going to, uh, I remember going to Branson, Missouri, with them, and just uh, I remember going on a lot of trips. Then my, my my other set of grandparents, we always we always went to Texas. I remember going on. Uh, man, we had you, you could go all the water parks and and stuff like that. Y'all go on any a lot of trips? You know, we younger? did. We went mainly down to the beach. Yeah. Uh, had an uncle that had a place down there so we would go and spend time with them and and get to see a little bit of water sports or or swim out in the gulf or yeah. in that little river area there and we didn't really not that i remember ever going on any you know my first hunting trip was probably the home of national forest and i'm not sure exactly how far we walked that day <laughs> But if you've ever spent much time in the home of National Forest... There's some Forest, elevation changes there, to say the least. It's a few hills. <laughs> and I think some of the family I had, or have, decided they would just see how tough we were. Yeah. And we weren't going to give up. So, I mean, we were going to follow them as That's long right. as they could go. We were... And, man, when I was 12 or 13, I didn't have energy that stopped. I mean, you just... Keep on, keep <laughs> yeah, on. Just point it in the direction and let's go. Yep. But I do remember on one turkey hunt where... We were three or four hollows over with he's just on the next hollow. He's just on the next ridge. And we kept crossing and crossing and crossing. 
Like, man, were we ever going to find the thing? <laughs> and we did. We went up finding turkey and went up getting him. But, uh, you know, I will say this. We probably did way more stalking than we ever did calling. Yeah. But, no, we we didn't really go on too many. I think we hit a six flags a time or two. But Yeah. Yeah, we went up. I remember going up to, you know, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge and, you know, all that when I was a kid. But, you know, I think uh, I think probably both of us, you know, even though we're, what, nine, ten years apart. Yeah. I think us growing up, it was a similar time. It's It's not as much as, you know, differences of us and our kids growing up. But I think that's going to lead us to, to a lot of good things here with this podcast. Um, you know, we got a lot of the same interests. We're interested in the same, you know, type of things. And the, our guests, I think we can we're, – we're going to get a lot of, out, of, out of talking to our guests. That we've, we've got in mind we've already talked to some, and, and I'm pretty excited about it. Well, and not only that, but you know some folks that I don't know, and I know some folks that you you don't yeah. you know. I mean, we've got some different connections and different age groups and different genres and yeah. with different backgrounds. So we That's can right. we can hit a lot of different topics and try to try to bring more to the show than just yeah. the same old same old. So, well, like we said, we're going to cover everything from the great outdoors to to country living. I know. Uh, was it your wife or my wife earlier said we needed to have a cooking show? Or, or a podcast on cooking. I uh, think that's just because I cook more in my house than my wife does. All right, I'm going to leave you alone there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I know when we used to hunt at the camp all the time, you did more cooking because I I've remember eating cooking. duck gumbo for about three months straight one time. You know, I always threw – if somebody going to water swatter McGanzer out of the bunch, <laughs> and I would always throw it in there and wonder who was going to get it. I know this. It had got to the point where I was so ready to run up there to Chuck's and eat a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed a break. You know, me and uh, me, and we'll probably, we may have him on the podcast. Old buddy Shedler, he, we were talking the other day. I'm sure he can add some kind of value to this podcast. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's got to be something. He had a lot point. of value last year in Missouri going on that duck hunt. Yeah, to say the least there. He was the prime entertainment. Yeah. But him and I were talking the other day, and we said something about the gumbo. And I said, well, I said, this year, and we said it last year, and we didn't do it, but that gummit, we're going to do it this year. We're going to get the original crew. We're going to go on up there. I'll even break out the gumbo pot. We'll chase maybe one or two ducks around. I don't know how many we can get, but we're going we're gonna to get together, and we're going to sit around that campfire Kind of where the podcast idea, the Delta chapter idea, we're going we're gonna to get together and we're going to sit around there and we're just going to, if we got to sit there and reminisce, that's fine, but we're going to get together and do it this year. Is it safe to say that around that campfire there were a lot of really good ideas, but probably still way more bad ideas that say, come I, out of that? I think the bad ideas probably outweighed. I can think of several. Well, I know I, we can tell a lot of stories based off of that uh, and just see... If we, if we can, tell any. You can make a cat. Well, yeah, you'd have to. If we there'd have to be a lot of editing. We're going to have to leave names out. No doubt. May even have to turn the story a little bit more correct than what they actually were. But uh, I think they would be very entertaining. I'm thinking of several right now just popping into my mind. Well, let, let's, let's bounce back real quick. Uh, folks, what we'd like to do is ask you if you would. 
we hope y'all have enjoyed listening to us today. Uh, like I said, this is our very first podcast. This is just Jeremy and I shooting a breeze. Yeah, I just want to introduce who we are, where we came from, kind of what what, what what's in our mind with this show and kind of what let, led us to it, I guess. And what we ask, if y'all would, you know, if you enjoyed it, please share it. Tell everybody, you know, tell your friends, hey, y'all listen to these two. They're from around this area. These two aren't, you know. They're a little bit different, a little bit off. You, you can say a little <laughs> I, bit off. I'm fine with that. But we do. We, we've got a really good group. And some really, we think we have good ideas uh, of folks to bring on and, and to discuss some different topics and see see if we can't bring something new to the game and and try to move this thing forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's all we ask. And we hope, like I say, we hope you've enjoyed it and we hope that you'll come back with us again. We're going to wrap it up, and I think on the next one, we need to go ahead and bring a guest out. What you think? Yeah, we got a couple in mind. Got yeah. a couple already on the hook we got that a couple uh, ready said to go. they would talk. And, and, uh, and yeah, I think I think this next podcast, we're going to bring a guest on, and we'll. Uh, I, I think it's going to be good. No doubt. Folks, like I say, you know, we appreciate you staying. We appreciate you listening. Hope you come back again. God bless. Outdoor Country Talk Podcast. Y'all follow us on Podbean. Appreciate it. Thank you.